care, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Key to the City Podcast. You know what it is. It's your country care folk, Yonit. And I appreciate y'all still tuning in with me, man. Appreciate everybody that's been liking, sharing, coming. Whatever you've been doing to spread the word about a podcast, I'm going to thank y'all every episode because I appreciate it. You don't have to do that. And uh, once again, thank you for voting us. Best local podcast in Jackson. We appreciate it, baby. We on the grind, but still got a lot of work to do. Uh, but anyway, we still rolling along, and this episode is no different. I got one guy that I consider a mentor. He's like a, a out of sight, out of mind mentor to me. I be uh, scoping his page out on the low and just keeping up with him with everything he got going on. I admire his hustle and his dedication, his commitment. Uh, he's a father. He's an entrepreneur, small business owner. He's a barber. He's a, 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 a retailer. Anything you can think of, this man has going on. And like I say, we want to give them their flowers while they can still smell them. You dig that? His barbershop, Custom Cuts and Styles. I got that right. Yeah, Custom Cuts and Styles. They were voted best barbershop in 2012, 2013. I might have that back. 11 and 12. 2011, 2012 by Bessie Jackson. They were finalists this year for 2020, and he was voted best barber in 2020. You did that. I'm sitting with the best barber in Jackson. Don't get it twisted. I only have quality guests. You understand that? So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the city my dog, my mentor, my guy, Christopher Chris Page. What's going on, big dog? Hey man, I appreciate that. I appreciate hey, that. Hey, did I introduce you right? It was yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good introduction. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't think I ever had one like that, but that was a good one. Hey, we try yeah. to put the shine on you. So, uh, how your day going so far? Uh, my day been pretty cool. It just, you know, what I'm saying, finally had a down day. My last two weeks just been kind of hectic. Yeah, road tripping and traveling, working, you know, take care of family. But I finally had a down day. This was a down day. I just had a little stuff I had to do. Work, work, work. Now you said you uh. You had an expo going on, so it's always important to stay abreast of what's going on in your industry and keep that top of mind to let you know what stages they take next as far as your business is concerned. Yeah, you know, expos are good, actually great for barbers, like new barbers, students, vet, vets in the game and everything, just stay on top of the industry and see what's coming out new and just seeing new things. Now, I've seen this guy come a long way, man. Uh... I remember, I think the first time I met him was at a barbershop on Raymond Road. Uh, had to be about 10, 15 years ago. And uh, to see where he's at now, owning his own shop, owning his own uh, retail business uh, with the uh, barber supplies, or is it wholesale? Uh, actually, uh, retail and wholesale. Retail and wholesale. Uh, so we're going to get into a little more of his background. So how long have you been uh, a barber, and uh, what motivated you to become one in the first place? Man, actually, uh, the end of last year made 20 years for me. Licensed. 20 years in the game. All right. Licensed 20 years. So, yeah. I, you know, just like any other bar, we probably started out on the porch or in the kitchen. So, I probably did that for about four years before I went to school and got licensed. So, so I was a passion of yours when you was a kid? Or man. What was the first time you said, that's what I want to do? Man, it's so crazy because, like, when I was younger, me and my friends used to go to the neighborhood barber, mm-hmm. a guy named Phil. I'm talking about he can get down with them clippers. Yeah. And I used to just watch him when he cut my friends' hair and my, uh, or whatever, when we go over there. And I was like, man, I can do that. So I kind of picked up some of his techniques and the kind of way he was cutting. 
then I just grabbed a pair of uh, clippers and just started cutting on my little bro. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What the first lady I could. What the early haircuts like? What they look like? Man, uh. I know you went fading like that. Man, seriously, man, I don't know. It just kind of, the, the crap just kind of gravitated to me, man. I knew I just wasn't. Good, good. I probably messed up some cuts, but I don't remember a lot that I messed up. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, because I used to really study feel when we go get our haircut. When we go get our haircut, and when I started cutting, we didn't have the adjustable clippers. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right, so right. the way he sh was cutting her, like, made it hard to cut her, mm -hmm. but he was doing it so good, it made it look easy. So right, once right, I right. learned the hard technique of cutting, when I got some clippers that just and do it, everything yeah. I needed to do, it was just kind of easy. It was a breeze. Yeah, it was a breeze. Now, uh, the shop I met you at on Raymond, was that the first shop that you started at? Man, it was kind of, it was mm -hmm. named Custom, I mean, uh, not Custom Cuts, but uh, Miracle's Hair Design. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. actually, it was one other shop that I worked at. Uh, the lady name was May. Uh, I worked there for one month. And she had health issues and had to close. And then I went to uh, Miracle's Hair Design on Rain Road where I met you. Right. And so I worked there for uh, like 10 years. Dang. That's a, and that kind of helped mold your, your game, your experience, being your clientele. Yeah. Is that where most of your clientele came from? You opened customs after uh, Miracle's? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after working at uh, Miracle's Hair Design for 10 years, I opened up Custom Custom Style. But, man, uh, I kind of had built a reputation of being a barber in my neighborhood, mm -hmm. in the Washington condition. So, I was, I brought a lot of clientele with me over yeah. to Miracle. Yeah. So, it was an easy transition for me. I didn't have to build a lot. But I still gained more customers once I, once I got in the shop. Right. Man, this is one of my goals to actually own a, uh, a barber shop, even though I don't cut hair. Don't know nothing about cutting hair other than getting my hair cut. Oh man, I can help you with that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I wonder what what was the switch that made you say, "I'm gonna go out here and do it for myself, own my own shop." Uh, and what does that process look like? Um, uh, man, it was. I always, even in barber school, I wanted to own my own shop. So I already knew I wanted to do that. But starting off, I didn't do or take the steps to set myself up to own my own shop. Okay. I was pretty much a knucklehead and didn't do what I needed to do to get out there and open it. Right, right, so right. I, I really think that maybe the, the, the Lord just didn't give me my shop then because he knew I would have messed it up and lost it anyway. And then I think the time that I got my shop was the time I was supposed to get. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I probably would have I probably would have lost it because I wasn't ready for it. I was knucklehead. I wasn't coming to work on time. I actually, the guy, uh, Greg Bradsfield, who owned uh, Miracle Hair Design, he fired me. <laughs> <laughs> man, I got fired, man. I'm uh, self-employed, but I got fired because it was his shop. Oh, and, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, but uh, I think it was a, a learning lesson, you know, before yeah, we yeah. came, started the uh, interview, we were talking about learning lesson. It was a mm -hmm. learning lesson for me because I wasn't ready, and uh, when he fired me, it kind of opened my eyes. And yeah, then, yeah, I got serious about it, and then I came back. I apologized to him like a man. Take note. Yeah. I apologized to him, and uh, and uh, he accepted me back. And then when I went back over there, it was just grind time for me. I just said, I think 
maybe within like a year, year and a half after I came back, I had my, I got my own shop. So, uh, what, what was the uh, main priority for you? Was it uh, building up the clientele to take with you or securing a place to actually cut? And what was your plan leading up to that? Was it just putting back money, uh, scoping out loans? Yeah, uh, it was it was uh, like a combination of all of that. Uh, my clientele was good, so I knew I could uh, handle it. But I based, I based, I had to find a location, a building. Uh, and what I did was, I I took my income of what I was already making with my customers, and I did a projection on what my bills would be, and I and my mortgage. And I said, if what I can't, what I make, don't take care of these bills, then I don't need to build it because I didn't want to depend on having somebody in the shop right, right, to right, take right. care of it. Because if everybody leave, I need to be able to help. Right. So I didn't want to base it on somebody else. I based it on myself. Man, that's amazing. So, and when you first opened the, opened the shop, did you immediately start seeking other barbers to come in there with you, or was it a yeah, brand? yeah, I did, I did seek other barbers, but this is what I did, man. Um, me myself, I I like to uh, be kind of strategic and plan out stuff. So right before I uh, got ready to get my own shop, I say about a year and a half, I started teaching at a barber school. Okay. And so when I started teaching at the school, I knew I had first pick out of who in school and who coming out and what each oh, week, if yeah. if a student was serious about this business or not. Yeah. So my first barbers I had to shop was my students for my class. Once they graduated, they came on over to the shop. <laughs> so I, I had a pipeline straight from the barber school to my shop. Not only is he the barber, but he is the plug. <laughs> <laughs> and he got the pipeline. And speaking of teaching, um, you went to, you got your barber license with Heinz, right? Yes. And um, was it last year you was uh, asked to speak there at Heinz Community College? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, doing some renovations. Yeah, tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I'm a licensed instructor. I got my barber license and my instructor license from Heinz and Utica, and they uh, renovated the barber and cosmetology building, mm -hmm. which is a whole building. So they had to move all the students into another building while they renovated. Right. So once they got the building reno uh, done and finished, uh, they had a ribbon cut, and uh, they asked me to come down and speak. So I came down and spoke. Uh, at the uh, ribbon cutting, and uh, the bar Mississippi barber boy came out. Uh, Clyde Muse, I think he like over Hines, all behind. He came out, and some more people came out, and uh, I spoke on behalf of the barber department. That's what's up. See, reputation take you a long way. Uh, Key to the City podcast. We got entrepreneur barber extraordinaire Chris Page. Uh, a couple more questions for you, man. Um, now. When you initially started out, hold on, I forgot my question. Cut that part right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, it? Oh, uh, barber extraordinaire Chris Page. Now, what I like about your grind, you didn't just stop with the skill that you had as far as being a barber. Uh, you made it a priority to branch out into other things like uh, barber supplies. Tell us uh, how important it is to not only just rely on your skill and your hands to do your work, but also uh, be able to provide other services to your clients. Yeah. Um, and when did you get the idea to do that? 
man, I'm always, my mind is always going and always thinking. And uh, uh, I'm always listening to, I guess, people who can, has gone farther than me. And I'm trying to, they, they where I'm trying to get to. So I listen to them and stuff. Uh, I hate to say it, but I don't read a lot. So I listen to a lot of audio books. I need to start reading more, though. I'm going to start reading more, but I listen to a lot of audio books. So this, and I was starting to think about retirement, you know what I'm saying? Even though I'm not at retirement age, right, right, right. not even close to it, but I had to think about retirement. And uh, and I noticed a lot of barbers that's older that has to stand behind a chair and keep working. And I said, man, I don't want to be 70, 80, still trying right. to cut her. So I said, man, let me uh, think about start selling barber supplies. You know, I know all the barbers. I know this game. I know this industry. So why not branch off into something I already know and add it to the portfolio? So I started Page Barber Supplies because I can, I can uh, once I can't stand behind that chair and keep cutting with my knees and ankles give out, right, right. I can uh, still ring up that cash register exactly. when somebody want to come in and buy some clippers. Exactly. And that was another reason why I got my instructor license also. I got my instructor license not even listening to teach. But when the opportunity came, I just took it. But instead of standing behind that chair, I can sit behind that desk and teach students well, when game. I get older. Right. Free game right there for you, dropping major keys as always. So if a young guy is watching this right now, uh, he may have already left high school, maybe freshman, sophomore in college, really trying to identify what to do with his life. He might have a passion for being a barber. Like, what advice would you give him? Uh, as far as starting his barber career and kind of following along the same path as you, even though we all have different paths? Man, I would just say uh, if it's something you really want to do and you're passionate about it, just take that passion and let it fill you to to go for it. Because you got to have something burning inside of you. you got to have that it factor inside of you to make you do it because there's going to be some times you want to give up. Right, right. you got that it factor, that burning, that burning it inside of you, making you push you, it's not going to let you give up. Right. Even if you want to give up, it's not going to let you give up because you're going to go to sleep. You're going to want to say, I'm going to give up. I'm going to go. Next morning you wake up, they're going to tell you, get up and go to that right. shop. Get up and go to that school or get up and go to whatever you need to do to do it. So I would say just just have that burning fuel and don't give up. Um, seek out a mentor. Seek out a mentor. Right. Seriously. Uh, Man, I, I, I'm I like Keone. I had a, a a mentor that he didn't know was my mentor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just watched him, man. And just, But if I'd have seeked him out and just went to him and said, hey, man, I need to know something about this, 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 I probably could have got some more information, but I didn't ask. So don't be afraid to ask something. And one thing I noticed over this past week with COVID passing, uh, with a lot of his interviews, people said he was so inquisitive. He asks questions. If you want to know something, you got to ask the question. Oh, you said something there. And that's kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing now with the podcast. Because I'm, I'm inquisitive. I'm curious by nature. and like to know what other people are going on. You can pick up on some keys and yeah. information like what you just did. Yeah, man, that's powerful right there. So if anybody's looking to uh, reach out to you, maybe they got a question for you. Or maybe they're trying to uh, get a cut, whatever the case may be. Let's... Uh, let me get the social media handles for your uh, barber page, supply page, and hours of location for the barbershop. Okay, for uh, custom cuts and styles, uh, we're located at 2445 Terry Road, Jackson, Mississippi. 
and uh, uh, Instagram is custom. <laughs> custom, yeah. <laughs> custom cuts and yeah. styles is one word. And yeah. styles is one word. So it's set up like that. And um, while, uh, Paige Barber Supply, if you need some clippers, oil shaving shave gel, whatever you might need, I can get it. If I ain't got it, I can find it for you. But Paige, uh, my Instagram for Paige Barber Supply is Paige Barber Supply. And if you want to reach me on Facebook, it would be uh, Chris Maestro Barber page on Facebook. And if you got any questions, you just started off in the game or you've been in the game, feel free to ask me. I don't mind at all. It's, it's, it's so crazy that people think that they can't get information from somebody, but they don't know until they ask. Because I help two people open up barbershops around Jackson. Right. So just like that. So Closed mouths don't get fed. And I'm definitely going to reach out when I'm trying to open my shop. So we appreciate you stopping through, brother. Uh, Key to the City Podcast, man. Y'all go support this brother. Uh, he's doing big things in the city, giving back to the city, taking care of these youngest running around here, man. So y'all can support our brother while he's still here, give him his flowers. He did while he can smell them. And uh, another great episode. I am your country cousin, Yoni. He is Barbie Extraordinaire, Chris Page. This has been Key to the City Podcast. We appreciate y'all. We out. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. All right.